Thank you, thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn in your Bibles this morning to Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Praise God. So my folks in the media booth and in the back, that's a typo there. Hebrews 10, not Hebrews 11. Glory to God. Are you ready? To be fed. I've said this before, but I'll say it again. I just, I'm reminded every day of this, you know, a good thing. When I get up in the morning, my animals, they are like letting you know they are expecting and excited to eat. I mean, I, I, I mean, Gracie, she is a bull in a china closet. She is moving those little legs. She is heading toward the door. She is going to get it. And she's going to look at you like, yeah, yeah, right now. Give it to me. Serve it. Scoop it. Fast. Hurry. Can't wait. Right? And then I always feed her first, but then I have an outside cat named Layla. And Layla, she comes, she's in the garage. She's waiting. And she knows I'm going to feed her. There should be no doubt. We've been doing it every morning, twice a day for years. But she, I'd love to hear some of that out of you guys today about the word. Like, come on. Feed me, pastor, feed me. I'm hungry. Telling you, you get more out of it. Here's a preaching time. I hope I can stay awake. You won't get nothing. Maybe a few Z's, get into some REM sleep. That's all you get, praise God. But oh, if you come hungry, if you come expecting, you get something good, you get something you need, amen? Father, as we launch out into this new series this morning, I thank you for changed lives. I thank you, Father, for the word as food. It is spiritual food. It is spiritual drink. It is nourishment for us. And we want to be strong, <laughs> And so, Father, I thank you for light. I thank you for grace. I thank you for anointing. I thank you for the fullness of that pastoral office functioning, feeding the sheep today, just what they need. And Holy Spirit, I thank you. You're going to help me say the right thing the right way. But God, you're going to help them hear the right thing the right way and to receive it and to lay hold of it. And they'll get further light and revelation. Even though we're studying a subject that uh, no doubt they've heard some things about before, we need to hear it again. And there'll be things you show us that we never saw. And we're so grateful for it in advance. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I purpose in my heart, and it just seemed good to the Holy Ghost in my spirit, to uh, minister for the next however long on the subject of faith. Amen. Amen. And uh, in talking to the Lord and meditating, uh, we're going to start this new series by talking about a lifestyle of believing. A lifestyle of believing. Amen. So let's get into it. Time will go fast. So in Hebrews chapter 10, uh, reading, worth, uh, reading with me, along with me in verse number 35, it says, Cast not away, therefore your confidence. In other words, you and I should never not be confident. Confidence is another word for faith. If you're in faith, you are confident. You know, someone who's in real Bible faith, they know. Though they may be facing an impossible circumstance, when you look at them in the eye and you talk to them, there's something about them they know. They know that they're in the storm, but they know the outcome. Someone in faith knows 
how it's going to turn out. So right in the midst of the circumstance, they're confident. They're not wavering. Now, we have feelings and we have things that attack the mind. Amen. But we just we know that that's just the enemy's tactics to try to rob us of our faith. Which he cannot do if we don't let him. Amen. And so we are never to cast aside. I don't care how dark it gets. I don't care what you go through. I don't care how impossible the situation. We are never to lay down our faith. We are, I don't care who around us dies and we have to bury. I'm not going to die. I'm not dying before my time. And when I do die before my time, I'm not going to go the way of tubes and instruments. And How do you know? How do you know? Because I know. Because I'm believing. I'm believing. You know, I found out how Jacob died. Jacob was old. And he had accomplished his leg of the race. And he had all of his kids and grandkids nearby. And he had his mind and he was strong in spirit. He prophesied accurately to all 12 of those kids. The Bible says as they watched, he laid back on his pillow, pulled up his covers, drew his knees up into his chest and left. Yeah. Under the old covenant. And then I find David hundreds of years later in the Psalms saying, Lord, grant me the death of Jacob. Let my death be like his. Do you know how David died? Exactly the same way. I said exactly the same way. The Bible says he was old. He was full of years. He was rich. He was satisfied. It was just time to go. He laid back on his bed and left. Well, if Jacob could go that way, and if David could look at Jacob's exit and have faith to go the same way, then I'm going to die the death of Jacob and David. I really don't even think I'm going to die at all because I might not even be here tomorrow. You don't believe it? No, we'll probably be here, won't we? We'll probably be here. There's more work to do. But we could. The rapture is signless. It happened any time. All I'm saying is Feast of Trumpets be a good, good time. Be a good time. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to go. I'm not preaching that way. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Don't try to pull that out of me. I'm not. I just preached it in California. Go watch. Go, go watch on Dufresne Ministries. I need lots of views on there, so Pastor Nancy will invite me to preach again. So share it with all your friends. What am I trying to say? Look at this. Never lay down your faith. I don't care who goes broke. I'm never going broke. I don't care who gets sick and die. I'm not going to get sick and die. I don't care who loses their mind and goes crazy in sin in these last days. I'm going to stay right all the way to the end. Not because I'm any something, but because I'm born of God. I'm born of faith, and so are you. Faith is the victory. We are more than conquerors. We are more than overcomers by Him. Hallelujah. Why should we not lay down our faith? 
Well, it says because your confidence has great repayment, recompense of reward. There's a reward for those who fight. There's a reward for those who stand. For you have need of patience, of endurance, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, he that shall come, oh, oh, I'm not going to preach that. I'm not going to preach. No. He that shall come will come. And he will not tarry. That word means be late. He will not be late. Hallelujah. Well, in the light of that, verse 38, now the just shall live. The just shall live. How? By faith. That's how the just live. The word just means righteous. Other translations will say God's righteous one or God's righteous ones. Listen, if if Jesus is your Lord, that's you. That's you and me. We have been made right with him by his blood, by his gift, by his grace. So we are the just. How shall we live? By faith. We live by faith. Amen. But if any man draw back, what does that word mean? Draw back means draw back, means retreat. Go back to the way they used to live. Draw back from what? From faith. If you you start in faith and then you draw back because of pressure, circumstances, the enemy's opposition, or even simply the passage of time. And we draw back from what we started believing from God's word. We draw back unto perdition. He's talking about a bigger issue here, but we'll apply it to more specific things. But really, if you draw back from the faith, you're drawing back to perdition. Now that you've met Jesus, if you decide to back up, the only thing to back up into is destruction. That word means destruction. Faith is the victory. Backing up from faith is failure and loss. I'm not backing up. I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to let go. Well, this, well, that, well, the doctor, well, that, you know, well, blah, 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 blah. What does that have to do with what we're talking about? Nothing. What we're talking about is how you overcome all the blah, blah, blah out there. We are not of those. The Bible talks about in the last days there are going to be some people who quit the faith. They're shipwrecked in faith. They walk away from the faith. But we are not of that group. Is that right? Listen, I'm declaring it not just for myself. I am giving you opportunity to hook on. Maybe that's not what you've been saying. I am saying it not to be braggado. I'm not, I'm saying it for my benefit, but more than that, God is having me say it to give you go. Yeah, that's right. That's me. I I am not bad. I am not one of those kids that draw back. I am not going to go to college and forget about Jesus. So many leave and go to university and forget it. That's where their faith goes to die. Yeah. Amen. 
but we are of them that believe. Are you in that club? You wearing a t-shirt? I am. We are of them that believe unto the saving of the soul. Or you could say it like this and not do that scripture any injustice to the paying of our bills, to the healing of my body. I will not draw back from what God said about my healing. I will not. I will not lay it down. I will not cast my confidence in his word aside. Hallelujah. Well, there's so much, and I trust we'll get into a lot of the so much, but today, notice here that it says that the just shall live by faith. In many other places, from Haggai or Habakkuk, one of those, Romans, Galatians, here, uh, it says that those same words over and over again, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by his faith. Come on. In other words, what God is describing is, is that faith is our lifestyle. If I live by faith, it's how I live. It's, it's, can I say it like this? Faith is how we roll. People don't get us. People may call us weird and strange. That, sorry. Faith is how we roll. Faith is our flow. I'm in the flow of believing. And I go from faith to faith. So I'm in faith. So praise God. You know, we, we just have this wonderful testimony about what God did in two and a half months. Paid off a large debt in the Cody family. Amen. And what if we would have just kept paying our monthly payments on that, it would have taken 30 months. He did it in two and a half. Two and a half months. Okay, so I was in, we were in faith about that, but now I'm not in faith about it. I'm waiting on the letter from the loan company saying, congratulations. You know, the more stuff we pay off, the more letters we get inviting us to get back in debt. Isn't that right? Not doing it. Amen. God's bringing me out. We're staying out. Well, so that faith ended for that. But this morning, see, he's led me about the next thing. Amen. So now I'm going from faith to faith. Why? This is how I live. I go to work in faith and I use my faith at work. Amen. Amen. I'm going to travel somewhere. I'm doing it believing. I'm going to go and I'm going to come back. And I'm believing that the angels are guarding and defending. When my family goes, I thank God. I, I, my flow is, Father, thank you today again. Amen. That faith wrecks Ryan. Amen. Mom and, and Amber and myself, we're kept by the power of God. Amen. We're delivered out of every evil work. That's, that's how I live. That's how I flow. And isn't it wonderful to go and come back? I mean, don't take it for granted. Most people die in car accidents less than a mile away from their house. So every day when you go and you come home, 
Praise God. So here's one, something we need to see. Living a lifestyle of believing. Faith is not a uh, theological position that we hold. Faith is not a bullet on our, on our church website. I, faith is not a group. You know how people, they want to chop you all up in the body of Christ and put you in a camp. Oh, you're in the faith group. I want to go, you're not? Are you not? How, how did you get in the kingdom? Faith is not a group. It's not. Faith is not a movement. Yeah, Chris, I understand. I understand you a lot because you know, I hear you talk and Brother Hagen, and you're, you came out of the faith movement. Faith is not a movement. It's not like faith started in 1979 and ran through 2003 and faith is over when Brother Hagen left. But you know, a lot of people threw away their faith when Brother Hagen left. Brother Hagen did not author faith. He didn't mention faith. He found out about faith. It saved his 16-year-old hide from, a, from certain death. Faith is not a movement. Faith is not a tenant. Faith is not a group that you can choose to belong to or not belong to. If there ain't faith in whatever church of whatever stripe, you need to get out of there. God is a faith God. He is a faith God. The God of the Baptists is a faith God. The God of the Presbyterians is a faith God. The God of Pentecostals is a faith God. We are faith children of a faith God. Faith is how God functions. Everything he does, everything he does, he does from faith and by faith, everything. You know, all of his interactions toward you, his mind toward you, he's in faith. You make that, you commit that same sin a thousand times. You know what? He's still in faith about you. He is in faith that you're going to wake up. He is believing that you're going to get yourself together. Aren't you glad? We're here in Hebrews, aren't we? Look at Hebrews chapter uh, 11, verse 3 says, Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen, the pulpit, the building, the floor, the dirt, the land, the mountain, the tree, the water, the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Seen things are not made of things you can see. All of this, everything in the material universe is a product of God's faith. That's how it came to be and it is how it is being sustained. God is upholding all things by the word of his power. And it's for much later, but he, how did that work? Well, he conceived 
what he wanted, his desire in his being, and then he spoke it. He spoke it, believing that what he said would come to pass. And so he said it from a believing heart, and it came into being. Everything from eternity past to right now into eternity future with God is all a function of faith. Okay, Pastor Chris, I got you. Well, you and I are created in His likeness and after His image. Turn turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 5. Someone say, I like this. this. All right, amen. (laughs) Glory to God. How do we live? We live by faith. And when our faith produces everything that's pertinent to us right now, what are we going to do tomorrow? Step into faith in something else. Second Corinthians, we're going to Ephesians 5, says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. Well, notice he said we walk by faith. Well, walking, I've been doing a lot of that. We walking involves steps. Is that not right? We walk by, in other words, so what's he saying? Every day, this is how we live. This is our lifestyle. Our life is taking steps of faith. I'm going to move my, my weight, the weight of my life and my direction forward and put it down on the foundation of what God said. And as his spirit leads me, go here, do that, give that. Involve yourself with that. Then I'm going to do it by faith. I'm going to take every step believing he loves me. He's leading me in line with what's best for me. He's bringing me to a good place, not a bad place. Though I can't see everything, I trust him. And so uh, my life is what? Our lives are filled every day by taking steps of faith. Listen, if you're not doing that, you're not pleasing God. If you're not taking steps, trusting something he said, you're not pleasing him. We'll have to go back to Hebrews 11 in a moment for that. Amen? But that's true. The only way I can please him is by trusting Him and moving in the direction of His Word and His leading every day. While I don't see, while I don't feel, while things scream at my mind and my senses, it's not working. I keep moving with what God said. I keep moving in the direction that He led me. If I keep doing that, ignoring all this other stuff, then I'm going to land. I'm going to get where he wants me to go. I'm going to get around the people he wants. I'm going to get done. I'm going to accomplish. I'm going to be receiving. Amen. And this, faith is not, see, faith for a lot of people is, is a last resort. Last resorts are not lifestyles. And when you treat faith like your bailout, well, I got all the way down where the doctor says I can't do anything. Now I'm interested in faith. That's not how, you, that's not how we roll. 
We should be thinking about our faith every day. Using our faith every day. Focusing on our faith. Employing our faith. Feeding our faith every day. Why? That's how I live. I don't get tired of it. That's how I live. Faith is not a bailout. Faith is not the last thing we reach for in the bag of tricks. Faith is not a bag of tricks. Faith is how we live. Faith is our lifestyle. We'll look at uh, chapter 5, verse 1 in Ephesians. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Anybody have a new King James? What's their new King James say? Ah, did you hear it? Imitators. Be ye therefore imitators of God. Did you see it? It's not Pastor Chris's opinion. Are we to copy him? Are we to live the way he lives? How's he do it? By faith. By faith. Doesn't he? That's why he's so blessed. You know, God does not get depressed. Why? There's no reason to. He's in faith. God never gets sick. God doesn't, you know, and we need to just learn. We, you know, we're not to live like others live. We're not to live like this base, low, flesh, sense-ruled life. We're living a different life. We're living a higher life. We're living the God kind of life. How's he doing it? He's doing it by faith. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. So you could see here, you know, faith is not a fad. Faith is not something that blew through a certain sect of the church and there's Baptists and then there's faith. No, no, listen to me. A lot of our Baptist friends have more faith than you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, in some areas. They're like, so they could be faith giants in some areas. So we're not, we're not faith because, you know, because you go to church here. That's, that's, we got to get rid of all that goofy thinking. Faith is a spiritual force. It flows out of the heart of God. His, his word is impregnated with, it was spoken in, the prophets spoke dealing with things that would not come to pass for millennia. But they spoke them by the Spirit in faith. <laughs> Praise God. So faith Faith is by design how we obtain the unobtainable, move the immovable, do the, in, the undoable. Amen. Hallelujah. Faith is vital, especially now. While the world system crumbles right before our eyes. The Bible says that whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. What? Even our faith. A lot of places when you get this kind of language, it says your faith. Why did the woman with the issue of blood, why did she live and not die? 
Jesus said, daughter, your faith, your faith in what you believed, amen, has made you whole. And over and over and over again, you could see Jesus saying to individuals, saying to groups, it's according to your faith. It's according to your faith. Notice, we don't live and receive according to what God wants. This is, people have a great misconception in this area. They say stuff like, let go and let God. Well, I guess we should define what do you mean by let go? Do you mean let go of your fear and your worry and trust God to fulfill what he said? If that's what you mean, I'm down with that. I'm with you on that. But a lot of people, that's not what they mean. They mean a lot more than that. They mean let go of of expecting him to do something. Let go and let God do it. Let God do it. Let God do what he wills. Let God do what he wants. And just trust him. So if he's going to heal you, he will. And if he doesn't want to, that's because he doesn't want to. Let go and let God that's, 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 not, that's not scriptural. The Bible doesn't say let go. The Bible says fight. Isn't that right? The Bible says fight. The good fight of faith. Then what does it say? Does it say fight the good fight of faith, let go? Fight the good fight of faith, lay hold. That's what it said, lay hold. You're going to be healed, you're going to have to fight. Fight what? Fight God? No. You can't. Nobody can fight God and win. No, no. Fight the enemy. Fight your feelings. Fight the symptoms. So easy when you get tired to lay your body down and go to heaven. We would understand that. Amen. But you got to fight. If you're going to be a faith girl, Brianna, you're going to have to, you're very sweet, but you're going to have to be rough on the devil. Right? Fight. I'm going to resist. My body wants to just lay down and die and not eat. No, I'm going to fight. I'm going to live. I'm going to contend. God said it and I'm not going to let go of it. I'm not going to let go of it. I'm going to live and I'm not going to die. I'm not going to die. I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to get stronger. I'm recovering every day. Amen. And people come along and say, I really think you ought to just, you know, rest. Well, you should be resting depending on what kind of battle, but not all day long. Yeah. Got to get up out of that bed. Yeah. Got to stand up on your feet. You got to lean into the promise of God. I will not be denied. God said it. That's mine. Jesus bled. He died. That, he paid for that for me. I'm not going to be broke when he took my poverty. There's an enemy, there's an adversary, there's doubt, there's fear, there's feelings, there's unbelief. And we have to resist the devil. We have to hold up our shield of faith and lean into the opposition. If you're going to win in God, you're going to have to fight. I'm not going to let the devil take me out through immorality. I'm not going to let the devil destroy my marriage. I'm not going to let the enemy take my kids. No. All my children are taught of the Lord. Great shall be the peace. Why? That's a scripture. 
God stirred me up some months ago. And I haven't, haven't even talked to my wife about this. It's just my flow is faith. I can't say everything I'm doing in faith, but, you know. And, uh, you know, the Bible says that those that fear the Lord, that delight greatly, greatly in his commandments, that their seed will be mighty in the earth. What's he saying? My kids, the kids of those who fear God. And that who are those parents that delight in God's commandments? God, there's a promise about how their kids will live. And I said, my kids can't be mighty in the earth if they're dead. So you've got to keep them alive. You said that to God? You've got to keep them alive? I said, you've got to keep them alive. Because I fear you best I know how. Amen. And I delight in your commandments, though I'm not perfect. Amen. Therefore, Ryan is going to be mighty in the earth. Are you ready? Yes. That means she can't be broke in the earth. She can't have no influence in the earth. She can't be weak. She's got to be strong and alive. Moving in some things. She's got some anointing, got some money, got some power, got some favor. Aren't you, you're just, man, you're just because you're my kid. Woo! He's doing all this because I fear God. Isaac was blessed because Abraham feared God. And Jacob was blessed because Isaac feared God. And from generation, I'm preaching good this morning. From generation to generation, God should have a people who are mighty in this earth. Praise God. Woo! See, faith is a principle, yes. Faith is a law, yes. But there's a spirit of faith. And I can't teach you the spirit of faith, but you can catch it. Instead of catching COVID, why don't you catch the spirit of faith? An attitude of believing. Don't catch the flu this fall. People still, they've been with me many years. They'll come to me and say, Pastor, I'm sorry, I missed the last three weeks. I caught a cold. Why did you catch one? Why did you catch one? It would be so much better to say, Pastor, I've been attacked in my body. I have been resisting and I've overcome. I'd love to, why don't you say that? Said I caught a cold. Stop catching them. When we hire staff, we don't give them sick days. We give them healing days. We don't call in as a staff and say, I can't come because I'm sick. We say, Pastor, would it be all right if I stayed home and caught my healing? Sounds like little tweaks, but they mean all the difference. Because they reflect a mindset. They reflect an attitude. Say, well, I don't think I could call into my work. And, well, don't get sick then. You should be the most reliable on it. You should be able to go, boss, you know, I never take these sick days because I'm redeemed. Maybe you could add them to my paycheck. Or could you just call them personal days? Would it be all right if I take a personal day? Amen. Some of you look at me like, mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Well, let's, let, let's, let me introduce something. We'll finish up.
Go to uh, Galatians chapter 2. You're, you're not far from there. To the left. So much to say. I knew, I knew we couldn't get it near all. That's why I never finish. That's why I stopped writing conclusions to my sermons. Amen. I, n- I never conclude. We just stop. We hit pause and we come back and we hook back on and keep going. Hallelujah. You know, it's faith that's going to get us to the end. It's faith. I mean, I looked at a peach yesterday at the grocery store. I did. And I went, it said, two? I couldn't find LB period anywhere. Maybe that's what they meant. I think my wife said that that they, she thought that's what they meant. But I said, honey, do they mean $2.39 for a peach? Maybe it, we, we hope it was by the pound. But I mean, shuz, I am. One little fuzzy fruit. Well, how are we going to eat peaches in these last days? We're going to go to Miss Jennifer's house and pick fruit. <laughs> she goes, no. She said, grow your own. You're not supposed to tell about all their resources. That's secret, <laughs> secret stuff. How are we going to fill our tanks? We're not talking about spiritual cliches. We're talking about how you're going to live. When the medical community throws its hands up in the air and says, we have no more answers. What are you going to do? You're going to go to the great physician in faith. So in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, finishing up here. Who praise God. It says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Now notice, and the life which I now live. Talking about the way he lives. The life he's living now. Notice how he's doing it. I live by the faith. Now notice it, it doesn't say faith in. And that's fine. I have faith in him. But that's not what he says. He says the life I now live, I live by the faith of. In other words, I'm living out of the same faith he had. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Do you see faith is a lifestyle? Faith is a lifestyle. Then, now notice this, verse 21. I do not frustrate the grace of of God. Amen. Hmm. I'm going to leave you with something to chew on here. Here's the cud. You get to chew on this week. Can you frustrate the grace of God? Paul said, I don't do that. Well, what was he talking about right before? How he lived. So evidently, living a lifestyle of faith, the faith of him. Remember Jesus saying, have 
the God kind of faith. That's how we live. He said, because I live up my life of the faith of him, I do not frustrate the grace of God. What is the grace of God? Well, that's a mouthful. But we could say this very simply. Grace is all that God has given. So a ministry gift, fine, he gave, that's right. So everything, Trey, that God has given, grace, meaning undeserved, unmerited, unearned, a gift, all that he gave, he did that because he loves us. Amen, that's right. He did it because he loves us, that's all. He just loves you, Brother Kevin. He just loves you. So he gave healing. He gave a way to be born again. How are we saved? We are saved by grace. But notice, through faith. We're saved on the basis of his grace, but we experience it through faith. So grace is everything God gave. He sent Jesus to pay for it, to make it legal for you and I to be healed, to be provided for, to have a sound mind, to live in victory over fear, to have our restored dominion, to have peace, to have power, to have anointing, to have fellowship with the Father, to have prosperity, to have divine protection. Listen, it's all given and already bought and paid for And it's all done on the basis of a gift that we call grace. But notice, you can frustrate that grace. In other words, you can frustrate the giver. Well, how would you frustrate a giver, Faith? What would frustrate a giver? Not receiving would frustrate a giver. You with me, Kate? Yeah. So God has given. Find it. It's all in there. Everything that pertains to life and godliness has already been given. But we frustrate God, the grace giver, by not living in such a way that he can get that gift to us in experience. How do we frustrate the grace of God and not receive? By not having faith. Amen. So you've got to flush forever this idea that if God wants me to have it, I'll have it. That's a lie. All, this is what we're going to close with, all that God has given, all that grace has accomplished, Marilyn, must, everyone say must, must must be possessed by faith. Yes, sir. Amen. It must be. Yes, sir. If that which has been given, Maurice, by grace 
is not laid hold, laid hold of by faith, it will go unused. In your life or in mine, it would be left unenjoyed. So if you have something to write with you, you can leave because we don't have to take time to go there. But like, uh, well, Ephesians 2.8. We are saved by grace. Alone, period, end, stop, end quote. No, through faith. And the Bible says in Ephesians 3, 12, 13, 14, one of those, that it's by the confidence and boldness of faith that we have access into this grace. So the door of entrance, of access into the grace of God is faith. Write down Romans 5.2. Romans 5.2 says uh, something to the effect of we have access by gra- to this grace by faith. I didn't get that exactly right, but very close. So think about that word access. How are you going to access the healing that grace provided? By faith. How are you going to access the supply of God, Philippians 4.19, that's going to pay your bills? Not by begging. Not by pleading in prayer, oh God, please help me, please do this. He already did. You cannot get God to give you what he already gave you, honey. He cannot answer that prayer. Stop praying that. You cannot get God by whining, crying, being sincere, whatever, being desperate, to get God to give you what he already gave. And to say, you can also not get God to do what he said you're supposed to do. We cannot talk God into doing our part. And faith is our part. We access the power of God, the grace of God, the promise of God, the provision of God, all that was purchased by grace. If I want to access the pastoral office, the ministry gift he gave, I have to do that by faith. Amen. Amen. Did you get something this morning? Are you stirred at least about learning? I want to, I got to learn to live this way. Just think about it. You know, every time, you know, a little sniffle comes up or something kind of serious. No. Every day, every day is a faith day. Let's stand up. Praise God.